Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast from Nashville, Tennessee. That's right, courtesy of C12 Music City, as well as Lipscomb University's Center for Business as Mission. We're so excited to be here today. But as before we get into our conversation today and all the people that we're talking to, really want to invite you to engage with us in on our website. That's right, Jim. So our website is iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And that is a great place for people to find out what's going on, um, who our guests are going to be, what... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to get more of our um, activities where we're going to be in different places around the country on our calendar. So they can just go there and check it out. Sign up for our weekly blog. They can also subscribe to us on iTunes or any of the other um, platforms for podcasting, as well as call us on our listener line. I work for him listener line, 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. And there they can leave a one-minute message. And that is a fun place for us to hear people's voices that we actually have listeners engaging in a conversation that way. All right. And as I said before, this show was made possible through a synergistic partnership with C12 Music City. we got Dwayne Murray in with us today, and he's going to be introducing our guest. You can find out C12 online at c12group.com or right here in Nashville, c12musiccity.com. We also want to thank... Lipscomb, Lipscomb University College of Business and mm-hmm. Rob Touchstone for hosting us on campus for a couple of days right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Find Lipscomb online, L-I-P-S-C-O-M-B dot E-D-U forward slash business. That will get you right where you need to be. If you're looking for a degree that's centered on Christ, but it'll teach a fantastic business methods, business principles, this is the place for you right here in Nashville, Tennessee. And maybe if you like to sing and you want to be in business, this would be a really great place. <laughs> you, you just, you just got to do that. All right. So here's, here's the deal. You know, I, I want you to guys to keep in mind, I work for him listeners, that for all the shows we have in Nashville this week, I did not choose a single guest. I just trusted my friends, Dewey and Dwayne and Trent, to arrange all of the guests. So when I tell you that they chose a company that we've already highlighted twice on the air, mm-hmm. you won't be amazed. Today we're talking commercial construction with Jason Sane from DeAngelis Diamond Construction. Yes, correct. Twice we visited their, their United States headquarters in Naples, Florida to hear from their founder, John DeAngelis. And today we're going to get the inside perspective from one of the hundreds of DeAngelis Diamond Construction employees. Of course, he's a VP, an executive VP and a principal in the business, but he's still not the owner. And so we can get the inside scoop on John DeAngelis and David Diamond <laughs> to see if they're living out their faith in their work each and every day. 
And we just want to make sure that you understand we didn't do this. We didn't plan this. God did all this. So it's really fun. And I want to also note that when I met Jason, I unbuttoned my shirt and showed that I had my (laughs) DeAngelis diamond shirt on that John DeAngelis gave me many, many moons ago when we were down there in Naples, Florida. So so for radio, honey, you just need to kind of give them a visual. You have a button-up, nice dress shirt on, and you I do. opened up that shirt, and you and had, I had a, my, your my, Superman shirt my underneath, Superman, right? Superman, <laughs> DeAngelo's Diamond shirt on. Okay, so Jason Sane and Dwayne Murray, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thank you guys so much. We're excited to be here, and uh, well, I guess we're excited you're here. We've always been here, but there you uh, go. We're, we're glad you're here, and Jason, we're thanks, together. man, for coming in and and sharing your story. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Well, we're, I'm honored. Ex- we're excited about it. So, so Dwayne, why don't you introduce Jason, even though I've already said his name. Tell him, tell the I Work For Him audience why you thought Jason should be the guy we talked to today. Oh, easy. Uh, so Jason, uh, Jason and I got to know each other about uh, four or five months ago. So he's new to C12. He's been in, uh, he'll tell you a little bit more, he's been in Nashville for two years. Uh, God rescued him from Florida and brought him up here. <laughs> what do you to, mean? Rescued yeah. him from Florida? Yeah, they needed out. They did. <laughs> I know because I was there. I lived in Florida for eight years. So. We're just and then I found Florida out party. There were, four, there were four seasons and it amazed me and I've never, I've never gone back. So anyway. <laughs> but there's um, four seasons in Florida. Let's see. Hurricane, hot, rain, hot, humidity, hot. and humidity. <laughs> no, there's the lesser humidity and more humidity. Oh, yes. Really hot and hurricane. All right. So, <laughs> so Jason's saying, so uh, Jason and I got to know each other about four months ago, and what was really clear and evident was that Christ was Lord of his life. It was not just something he he believed you know, for himself, but actually was something he was like living out mm-hmm. in his personal life, but then through his business. And the way that they're doing it, the professionalism with which D'Angelo Diamond is leading with Christ mm-hmm. um, is inspirational. Uh, it's just it's something I like to see. So uh, I, I'm I'm actually eager to hear more of his story, so this is going to be great because I'll get to hear more of the story behind right. you know what's going on with their company, with him personally, and this. And so we're we're excited to bring him to you guys. So Jason, saying what we do with everybody as we start them off on the show, we always ask this question: How is it that Jason saying came to be a Christ follower? Well, uh, my parents are both believers. I grew up in the uh, church, but never really lived it out until I got married. Until I got married, met my wife, and then we had our first child. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name is Gracie. I have three girls. And when Gracie was born, uh, and, that, and, and that burden of responsibility came out, I will never forget the uh, responsibility that I felt on my shoulders immediately. You know, my wife had her growing in her for nine months, but I did not have something growing in me for nine months. <laughs> so the minute my um, oldest daughter now, who's 17, was born, I immediately felt this burden of responsibility and it, that it's not all about me so my wife and I got baptized shortly after and and um have tried to live out a Christ uh persuasive life um ever since then so your your uh paradigm shift was when Gracie was when you said Gracie what was her middle name Oh, she, he didn't Gracie Sane. Gracie Sane. Oh, I, I thought you said it. I actually thought you said it. Because I know in the South, they do a lot of the first name, middle name thing all at the same time. Right. When Gracie was born, that was a paradigm shift for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That it's not all about me and that I need to uh, not so worry so much about my golf clubs and how much golf I'm playing or, or extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. But um, I bear the responsibility of uh, not, not only myself, but my wife, but now this baby who is completely dependent upon mm-hmm. myself and my wife now you mentioned you have three girls i do you have three girls you've been married to your to your wife tracy for how many years 19 
19 years. I told you 18 earlier, but it's 19. I was just testing because Tracy's listening <laughs> to the show today, and she, you'll make sure you, you say hi to her. Okay, so 19 years. And, and so you said you when you moved from Naples up to Nashville, you had the three girls, your wife. You, have a, you had a girl dog, a girl cat, and a... Yes, so I told my girls there are a couple things that I need to tell you about this move. You, you run the house. You run my life. Most of, most of the clothes you girls pick out for me, but there's one decision. As he has a pink checkered shirt on. That's yes. right. <laughs> there's one decision that I need to tell you that I've already made. I've already put a deposit down on an English lab, and um, his name is going to be Levi Garrett. Now, in the South, everybody knows what Levi Garrett is. It is actually a chewing tobacco. I do not chew, but it is a manly dog name. Either that or knife or That's gun. That's the best you could. Or nail. Where I grew up with a male uh, we English lab. His name was Garrett, so we want to call him Levi Garrett. So you were trying to get a little, as much masculinity in the home as you, possible. You got it. And my girls want to wrap him in down comforters and sheets and paint, paint his nails. <laughs> and I'm. You will no have way. none of that. So no you way. needed some testosterone boosting there in, yes. in, in the sane household wow, to bring a little sanity. Got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so how, DeAngelis Diamond Construction, and we've highlighted a little bit before, but tell us why the move to Nashville, Tennessee? Absolutely. Um, we were growing like crazy. I um, traveled around the country. My wife and I have been married 19 years, lived in 15 houses. Wow. We, um, uh, <laughs> 19 years, 15 houses? And she's still your wife. That's impressive. There you go. It's <laughs> almost like being an army brat. We settled down in Naples, Florida. I was uh, the project manager for a hospital. I met John and David through church. At the same time, I found out my oldest daughter, Gracie, um, had uh, Turner syndrome. She's perfectly healthy, but she does have Turner syndrome. We settled down. Uh, I joined DeAngelis Diamond then. So we were always in Naples somewhat temporarily until we found out about the Turner syndrome when I met John and David. Um, so 11 years later, we found ourselves still in Naples. Um, I'm a owner of the company, a minority owner, so you can't just turn your keys in. And, mm -hmm. and, and so we wanted to, uh, grow, uh, our company, Nashville and Franklin was the obvious choice. I grew up in Birmingham. My very first job was in Spring Hill, Tennessee. So we knew the area. We decided to launch an office up here and it took about two, two and a half years of steady conversations and prayer, but we put our house up on the market and it sold with sight unseen somebody walking in. Mm -hmm. So we knew it was the right decision. Hmm. Check C12 online at c12musiccity.com or if you're somewhere else in the country, c12group.com. And also check out Lipscomb University. And if you want to get a business degree with a focus on the fact that your workplace is a mission field as a business person, Lipscomb, Lip scomedu forward slash business center for business as mission why are you laughing at me every time i say that it, it, there's just so many ways you could describe it over the radio i'm thinking lips comb like you know you have your lips and then you have a comb for your hair i don't have a comb for my hair that's part of the problem <laughs> and we're not going to sing where's your hairbrush so. oh where is my no, hair? oh we're, we're not, not singing that sing oh it. okay all right Dwayne murray we just met for the first time face to face we've been talking mm -hmm. on the phone for the last year Talk to me about how did you come to be a Christ follower? Oh, good question. Uh, I had the privilege when I was growing up, I had a dad who was Navy, uh, so 22 years of Navy, mom who was a nurse. And uh, what I say is that they, from an early age, they taught me that, you know, two good things. One, how to work really hard, mm -hmm. but two, that I'd never be good enough. Oh. Uh, and by that, I mean, I'd never be good enough to please a perfect God, that I needed somebody else to do that for me. And that's what mm -hmm. Jesus Christ did. So at seven, 
at an early age. Uh, they introduced to me to Christ, to who he was, what he'd done for me. I fully received Christ at seven, and then I said I really got good at sinning at that point. Because up till seven <laughs> years old, you, you're, you know, your sins are pretty small kind of things you can get into. I got better at sinning after seven than I was before, which then just gave me a more understanding of grace and why I need grace and forgiveness. And so it was a great journey, 13 years old. Dad left the Navy, got a degree, got a ministerial degree, became a pastor. I don't think because my dad was doing it, I really had an experience where I was at a camp and the minister said, if you want to give your life to ministry and to Christ, do that. And uh, that's what I felt surrendered to do, whatever God wanted to do with my life. Now, I assumed that was going to be a ministerial role at the time, mm -hmm. but God had a different plan for me. And he took me into healthcare administration. And I took that whole route. But just from an early age, just not only wanted to follow Christ, but actually wanted to live that out. And, of course, wrestled like most of us do with self and what it's like to live that dichotomy, right, of wanting to live for Christ but having this, this self portion that's wanting to do my life my way and uh, just wrestling with that from that time forward. So it was, it was a good experience. So how did God move you from healthcare administration to being a C12 chair? It's a two-step process. Uh, I was <laughs> – uh, yeah, he had a plan that was very clear now that I look back, right? Mm -hmm. But I'd been in healthcare for 12 years, doing really well, was gonna, uh, was here in Nashville, was in Franklin, working with a, a fantastic uh, orthopedic group, was doing well with them, but really felt like I was supposed to go somewhere else next, and I'd been here six years. I uh, had the opportunity to consider Atlanta uh, and an opportunity there, but simultaneously my church came to me and said, we really need somebody with your skill set to be in the church, and you have a pastor's heart would you consider coming and being our executive pastor? And so I said, well, what's an executive pastor? Why does this church need one, and why am I the right guy? And we spent six months exploring that and decided to leave, a, at that point, 12-year healthcare and career in healthcare to enter into soul care. And so I got to be a pastor at our church, got to lead missions and be to – I didn't plan this, but I ended up on 10 different countries on 21 different trips over 10 years. Um, so I got to see God at work in the world, and he's amazing, of course, and working everywhere. So God moved you from health care to soul care. When he moved you to C12, did he move you to health care, soul care at the same time? Because, I mean, so when you were in the healthcare business, was there no soul care involved? Oh, no, there was soul care involved. In fact, I've, I really felt like, you know, the calling I had at 13, I was living it out in healthcare as a tent maker. That's what I had kind of mm -hmm. my vision had had uh, grown to I'm supposed to be the business guy who's living out his faith in the workplace and it just so happened that God said well in addition to that I want you to come and work in the church bring mm -hmm. that skill set to the church so I did that for a while and just really saw it happening so yeah blending it now at this point I've been executive pastor at a church and what God kind of told me in a, in a in a moment was I'm going to change you from executive pastor to a pastor to executives Oh, wow. And, you know, in C12, our, our role as chairs, we serve a lot of roles. We put on a lot of different hats from curator to, to counselor to pastor to uh, coach. Uh, so we wear a lot of different hats, but it was a, it was a great segue for me. Hmm. So how long have you been a C12 chair now? We can count it in months, January to August. So I'm seven months in. Wow, still a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so as you look at working with guys, how many groups are you leading? I'm leading – Two CEO groups and a key player board. Okay. So as you look at your role on a day-to-day -day basis, what's your favorite part of being a C12 chair? Wow. Uh, I, well, one, variety. Uh, I'm, I'm functioning in a lot of different roles. So I'm getting to apply business acumen in and, and situations where the support that the leader needs is, 
is a business support, whether we're doing financial projections or whether we're analyzing culture issues or, or whatever's going on there. So I get to participate in that. But probably in truth, the, the how am I applying, how are they applying, how are we applying faith into our workplace? That's my favorite part. Uh, I, I love following Christ, but it matters most, not what I know, but what I, what I live. Hmm. Wow, that's a, that's a powerful nugget. So how are you communicating that with the people in your um, C12 groups? How are you helping them to, um, to live it out? My favorite way of doing that is just in the trials that come up in leadership. In the Wait, there's trials in leadership? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason, you've never seen any trials <laughs> as a leader, have you? There are storms that come up in the, uh, in the sea of life, right? So it, it's in those trials that we get the opportunity to, to talk about it. How does, how does this scripture, so we'll have a particular scripture that will come out, how does this scripture apply then to this situation that you're in? Um, and, and or how can we pray together for two things? One, yeah, we want God to resolve whatever the situation is, but what's the God-honoring thing? that he wants to do that's larger than what the situation is. So what is, what is God doing? What does God want to do to honor his name that really he's allowed you to be in the middle of this trial for that purpose? Hmm. Well, God often uses, I love, to, I love that example, because God uses adversity in our lives to take us from who we are to who he can use more effectively. I mean, never waste that adversity. So Jason's saying, as you have joined a C12 group just in the last couple of months, I know right. that you've got some experience. We've, we've highlighted Giant Worldwide in the past. Both of the your your partners in your business, uh, Angelus and Diamond, they've both gone through the Giant Worldwide. They're part of Giant Worldwide. Why C12 Group? What, what, why the why the shift? What, were, what are you looking for? Absolutely. So, um, Dwayne, I don't know that I can follow his answers. That was so eloquently put. Um, I was told to plug into a couple organizations here to get plugged in right in Nashville, mm-hmm. and, and I was – told about the typical um, organizations that real estate developers or brokers go to where you can go meet architects and different owners. Um, so I tried to plug in and develop relationships because we are new to the market. Um, Dewey came and approached me, introduced C12. Let me Dewey Green. He's one of the other C12 chairs here in the Music City. Yes. <laughs> and I immediately knew this is something that I had to join, but I wanted to make sure that it was authentic and real because it is uh, one full day a month. I'm like, I'm trying to grow this business in a brand new market. How can I uh, give up one full day with everything else I have to do? Because I traveled to Naples, Florida one week a month already. So this is a week and a day that I would be really out of work. Um, But after meeting Dwayne and meeting the men that are in it and sitting on another C12 board, I realized this is real and it had to be part of my life that's a good answer that'd be a great that's gonna be a great testimonial for you one day i'm already written it down we're gonna be sound bite there oh okay so talk to me about d'angelo's diamond as we've just got a couple minutes left in this segment you guys are into commercial construction and you and and healthcare and healthcare well well that you what do you mean you're in healthcare you're not doing healthcare you build buildings for healthcare right but that's commercial construction it's still commercial. It's a business. But it's business. different, isn't it? It is different. Yes. Why? Tell me why it's different. Okay, tell, tell a rookie guy who I just, you know, when I say commercial construction, I'm thinking anything that's not a home. Actually, our expertise is in commercial construction and healthcare construction. We don't do any residential work right. or mm-hmm. highway work. So um, healthcare construction is a little bit different because there are state and federal regulatory agencies that inspect your buildings. Commercial buildings are regulated by the local jurisdiction. So in healthcare, you can get a, a higher jurisdiction inspecting your buildings that's kind of a nut a nutshell 
Wow, so it's a niche. It's definitely because it, you need to know what you're doing. It is a niche. For sure. But, why, you know, why? Why do you, why did you want to be an owner in DeAngelo's time? What was it about this organization you said, Jason Sane has to be part of this organization? And you want to help it grow in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, that's super simple. Um, so growing up and uh, went to college and out of college, traveled around the country, and construction was all about how much money can you make? Right. And mm-hmm. how quick can you get it done and move to the next one? Um, when I met John DeAngelis and David Diamond and went to go work for DeAngelis Diamond, it was a lot more than that. Actually, that was, you know, third and fourth and fifth on the list. Mm-hmm. It was about changing people's lives and what impact can the buildings that we make um, have an influence on the others that we work for. And I had never seen construction like that. Never. It was all about the dollars. It was not about who, uh, you know, Whose life did you impact? Hmm. Um, how does the building serve the community and the people that are paying for it? So I'd never, never uh, experienced that. C12musiccity.com, C12musiccity.com. If you are a business owner or leader and you want to be surrounded by other business owners or leaders that not only love Jesus, but want to see their companies turn from businesses to kingdom companies. And what does that look like? And how's everybody else getting it done? and you need a group of transparent, vulnerable, and authentic people, C12 Group is probably a place for you. Check them out online, c12group.com. We are hosted by Lipscomb University. That's right. So Lipscomb University can be found at lipscomb.edu, and that's Lipscomb. .edu forward slash business for the Center for Business as Mission. Yeah, so I we love that concept because um, it, this is a educational institution that's helping people to make that connection um, that we talk about every day, Jim, connecting our faith and our work instead of living segmented, which we try to discourage to living a very integrated life. And part of that is getting an education that helps to integrate that. And they're doing that here at Lipscomb. So we're excited to be here in their um, business center for businesses mission. So grateful to Rob Touchstone for helping us get these uh, play, have a great place to record. Yes. All right, we're talking. Like we said, Dwayne Murray, he's a local C12 chair right here in Nashville, and we're talking with Jason Sane. He is an executive vice president and a principal of DeAngelis Diamond Construction. They focus on commercial construction and healthcare construction, as I just understood, is now two different things. DeAngelis <laughs> Diamond, 22 years old. They're rapidly growing. They've completed over $3 billion worth of construction projects, and they're licensed in over 45 states. You know them because we have highlighted them out of their Naples headquarters. Naples, Florida headquarters, as we heard about them because a guy in Minneapolis told me about DeAngelis Diamond Construction in Naples, Florida. Jason, you've worked other places. You said you were working on a, on a hospital project. I think that's how you met the DeAngelis Diamond guys. Yes. So you've worked in other environments. How Compare the work environment of your former workplace versus DeAngelis Diamond. Why is DeAngelis Diamond a kingdom company? Um, to compare both scenarios I would, I would have to say the culture culture of our companies is uh, strategically different right culture is everything leadership is everything so um with our with my prior experiences it was really about um finances how much money you made on the project how quick could you get in and get out mm-hmm. now we still are we are a for-profit company right. sure <laughs> um, but that's not the most important aspect of our projects um, our goal, my personal goal, is that when we finish a project, no matter where it is in the country, obviously we want the owners and architects and designers uh, to remember us, but 
we want the community, the building inspectors, and the subcontractors to actually miss us. Mm. So um, if you could put those goggles on or that lens on, um, in order for you to miss somebody, you have to trust them. You have to like them, right? You want to hang out with them, mm-hmm. right? So um, to build a construction project, a commercial building or a hospital, whatever it is, and to have those that lens on is the, is the type of people that we want to hire and the type of leadership that, that we want to be to train others uh, so people do miss us, so they call us back and we build more buildings. And there's no better way to do that than through the scriptures and to try to follow Christ's example. You know, so many people, um, when you talk to them and they've gone through a construction project, they <laughs> want to miss that That's company. Right. They thinking, want to, and they don't want project? to remember right. that experience because for a lot of people, it is, it's stressful, it's traumatic, yep. it, you know, costs them a lot in time, energy, and finances. But um, so being remembered for the right reason and right. being missed for the right reason, like, man, that was such a great experience. Um, that that can perpetuate in so many ways. The trickle-down effect of that can be huge by people just word of mouth going, wow, that was such a great experience. So right. I love just, you know, thinking about that in my own head. You know, we've built a few houses, so only speaking from that experience, how many times you talk to somebody when you're building something and you're like, why did we do this? I, people building houses always say, hmm, I'm never going to do this again. Or I can't wait till that's over. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what so. a great premise to go in with that you want to be remembered for the for the right reasons. Well, and you just described your mission statement, but go ahead and tell us your mission statement. Well, can I share with you our core values first? Yes. No. Yes, he can. Sorry, that's a question. It's my show. <laughs> it's our show. <laughs> I'm going to overrule him. Okay, So, fine. yes, please do. I would love to share with you our mission statements to build lasting relationships through honor, integrity, and trust while achieving our clients' goals and having a positive influence on our team members, subcontractors, community, and industry. So the prior version was my spin, my, my spin on our mission but, statement. But it was mm-hmm. so phenomenal. So when you look at how you were treated as an employee before, and, and now you became an employee of DeAngelis Diamond and a principal within the business, which means you've got, a, like you said, a minority ownership, how were you treated differently? Oh, gosh. Um, they truly truly wanted to know Jason, truly have invested time in Jason. And I, in turn, wanted to, to um, give that back to the individuals that work directly for me. Right to get to know um, the individual, their wife's name, their kids' names, even their dogs' names. You know, well, of course, because you have a great dog name, you want to know everybody's dog name. <laughs> and truly invested in that person, um, and ask about their family and their friends, and it just goes above and beyond. Once again, the finances and the project, because ultimately, um, that's not what we're here for. Right. Well, and, and what's obvious on your website, when you go out to the DeAngelis Diamond website, which is DeAngelisDiamond.com, DeAngelisDiamond.com, and we'll have a link to that on our Facebook page, of course, is that you're not, hide your, you're not hiding your faith. I mean, it's all about relationships. You guys really, truly want to develop uh, real relationships with yep. your customers, but you list out in bold red dots your core beliefs. Absolutely. And actually have a card right here in front of me that I carry around with me all the time. But yours doesn't have cool red little dots. Like I printed off from your website. Like I've got right <laughs> it does here. have okay. cool dots. But you're carrying it around for re- what reason? So I can share with people that we publicize it, that it's not mm-hmm. just words out of my mouth, that it's something that we, we want to hand out. Um, so when they leave and forget my name and my face, that they can have this with them to, to remember us by. Fabulous. So you want to share a few of them with us? I do. The very first one is faith in God. Mm-hmm. And the last one is integrity. So... The ones in the middle, 
uh, in between the bookends, if if you will, honor uh, honor to build lasting relationships, excellence and quality, leadership, healthy environment, and culture. But here's the deal: without faith in God, right? The very first bookend and and integrity, the ones in the middle can't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so integrity is what do you do when nobody's looking, right? And faith in God is where do you put your faith? Why do you wake up every morning and do what you do? So um, these core values um, paint the picture, if you will, of how we want to build buildings and treat the individuals that we work with, no matter if it's the owner, architect, subcontractors. So, Jim, we're talking today with our friends from here in Nashville, um, Jason Sane, who's with DeAngelis Diamond, and Dwayne Murray with C12 Music City. And Dwayne, or uh, Jason, one of the things that I wanted to say about those core values, if you're handing them out, how does that increase your level of commitment to those to those core values? Absolutely. Um, anytime you put something down in writing mm-hmm. versus just verbally, right, there's almost like a contract. You know, it's almost like an oral contract there where you're telling that person, these are the type of values that I promise that my project team is going to deliver to you when we build your building. But if you hand them a card, that this card in my hand, it, nobody can see this, right? So you hand it's nobody big. can see this. No, right? but I'll take your picture with it. <laughs> it's a big card, too. Sure it is. And it, uh, so you actually give that to your future customers or to your customers when you're coming on site? Not only our customers, but even our employees, subcontractors, everybody. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, Martha's trying to take a picture, and you know, it's hard to talk and take pictures <laughs> at the same time. I got it. All right. So give us an example of you living out your core values as, you know, you're a commercial general contractor. Right. Okay. When people hear commercial general contractor, Dwayne Murray, C12 chair right here in Nashville, when people hear a commercial general contractor, they naturally go to Jesus follower, right? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, what do they think? Well, hopefully they think competent, qualified, you know, build me a building. I didn't ask, well, hopefully. I said, what do they usually <laughs> think? Commercial general contractor, what do they, what do they usually think? I love think? all general contractors. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a risk that people would be like, oh, boy, you know, I wonder if they're going to live up to getting the contract done or probably um, don't think value time frame at all. Yeah. Right. Well, now you want to, now you want to chime in. I try to give you, I try to give you an answer. <laughs> no, your, your time is done. Okay. Right. So, you know, really what they're, what they're thinking, I mean, every time, I mean, I worked for a commercial general contractor for five years. Now, I'm, you're thinking um, change orders. You're thinking that it, up it's charges. up charges. I mean, you just, you're not, you're not thinking this is going to be a relationship that I want more of. Right. And, but you're saying that one of your goals is you want people to miss you when you leave. That's right. Jason saying from DeAngelis Diamond. So talk to me about what's that look like? Show, show me, give me one example of that in action. Well, you got a project going on right now in Music City somewhere here? I do in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Okay, what are you building? It's a $35 million behavioral health um, addition to an existing rehab and behavioral health hospital. Okay. Wow. All right. And, and so talk to me about that. How are, how is DeAngelis Diamond living out their faith, living out what they commit to every day on that $35 million behavior health building? On this project and all of our projects, uh, we will normally have what's called a job site trailer, right? Where the subcontractors and sure. our team on the project meet and discuss. And so these core values are posted on our job site trailer walls. Hmm. On the outside or the inside? On the inside. Okay. They would get wet on the outside. They would, but you could laminate them. <laughs> I could. I could. I could. That's a great idea. Um, so uh, not only are these in our office, yeah. we're actually um, very little of our clients come to our office. The majority of them come to our job sites, right? right? Um, so it's in our job site trailer on a big 24-inch by 36-inch poster. So we proudly want the 
subcontractors to hold us accountable to our core values. Mm. Um, you ever had one call you out? I have. I have. Give me yeah. an example of something you screwed up in and how you fixed it. Um, so in construction, um, tension will, will sometimes get um, high and people will uh, raise their voice or say something that they don't mean, but it's out of mm-hmm. um, quickness and uh, that all of us are guilty of. And um, we do not want to do that. We do not want to manage or uh, talk to our subcontractors in a hostile voice, no cussing, no screaming. And um, that's probably the opposite of what people think out of construction, yes. right? So, so the way that we communicate to our subcontractors and plan ahead, we do not self-perform any work. We're a management company. Mm-hmm. So we have to communicate and plan ahead better than our competition. And the way we do that is to have vision and look ahead and really have our finger on the pulse of what's going on in the market. So how did you handle that situation? So who lost their cool? You were one of your people. Um, one of my people lost her cool, and I immediately called the subcontractor and apologized. Mm. I love that. Hey, you've never heard that story before. Love that. That's what it means to be a kingdom company. Hey, you're just going to do the right thing because that's what Jesus said. Love your neighbor as yourself. We've got the C12 Music City team here. Dwayne Murray, Dewey Green, and Trent Messick. These guys have helped us arrange some phenomenal interviews all week long in Nashville, Tennessee. We can't wait for you to hear all of the interviews. And But we're on location at Lipscomb University, lipscomedu forward slash business center for business as missions. I really want you to check them out. If you're looking for a place to enhance your business and faith at the same time, this is a place for you. Learning how to take your business and turn it into a a kingdom company, that's what C12 does. If you want to learn how to start a business and have it focused as a mission, you can learn that and get that starter knowledge right here at Lipscomb University. And you're going to hear more about that from Rob Touchstone later this week. Okay, Dwayne Murray, question for you. You've been a C12 chair just for eight months, That's right, as you've said. Yet you've got a desire to impact more people with what you're learning here at C12. Why? Why is C12 the answer for so many Christ-following business owners? Uh, Jesus. Sorry, church answer. Um, but <laughs> I, it, really is, it really is about you know, the fact that, that Christ has had a, an impact right internally. And if we're going to be about things that matter most, you know, as, as we look across the landscape of businesses and what people are trying to do, they are they're all striving for it. It seems like the, the popular thing now is to say, we've got a higher purpose. We've got a higher purpose than just offering whatever business activity we're offering. We've got this higher purpose. Well, there is no higher purpose than eternal life, right? There's no higher purpose than pleasing and supporting the God who made me and gives me my identity. And I think that's that larger vision that we're, we're hopeful that at C12 is a tool. Uh, we're proud to be part of C12. There are a lot of great organizations that are doing that. We're eager to invite the right people to be at the table with us in C12 because we've seen how members of C12 live out a Christ purpose, a God purpose that is the grandest part thing that we can be a part of. I'm not saying that well, but that's, I mean, it's just that passion that's driving me for that. When you were checking out C12, Jason saying, and you were thinking, Hmm, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? You know, what was the deciding factor, that de- delineation that you said, hmm, this seems like the thing for me? What was it about C12 that you said, I want to be part of a group like that? So it was two things. Number one, it really was the leadership of Dwayne and his authenticity and that he was real. Um, it was scripture-based. His 
PowerPoint presentation. His presentation was scripture-based. But also the other leaders in the room, I could tell immediately that they trusted each other and, twust, and trusted Dwayne. So when I saw everybody trusted each other and it was real, once again, I don't want to waste my time. Um, it was those, those, those two factors. It didn't take long to figure out. You mentioned in an earlier segment that, um, you know, this is a big it, – it, it's a day, a month. A month. And it's also a financial investment. Is right. it a worthwhile investment for you and DeAngelis Diamond? Absolutely. Yep. N- no question? No question. Yeah, I've heard many. Dwayne is fun to hear. We've heard many C12 members say it over the over the years on I Work for Him that it is the that it is the best investment they make and the most valuable day of the month. Have you ever heard that before? I have. Yeah, and it's our 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 number one re- value in C12 is that results matter. Uh, we we don't want them to just feel that. We actually want them to experience that. And first and foremost, we want them to experience it as a business. We want them to have great business results. We're helping them build a great business for a greater purpose. Hmm. Which is really kingdom purposes, and it's really Holy Spirit-driven, and that's what's really cool about it. Yep. DeAngelis Diamond Construction, commercial general contractor, healthcare. They, they build health buildings for health care. Did I say that right this time? Healthcare construction. Good job. Way okay. to go, honey. <laughs> and it will not be your best spokesman at this point in time. You can check them out online, deangelusdiamond.com. They're based out of Naples, Florida, which is why I know so much about them. In fact, I'm wearing a DeAngelis Diamond t-shirt right underneath my dress shirt today because I just wanted to show off that I had one. You're double branded today. I am double branded today. Jason's saying, why should somebody build a building? What, what, what is it about DeAngelis Diamond Construction? If somebody's going to build a commercial building of some sort anywhere in the United States or something having to do with healthcare anywhere in the United States, why is DeAngelis Diamond the place to call first to, to talk to? Because I can tell you um, honestly and sincerely from our uh, project managers and superintendents and accountants and project support specialists, uh, everybody that is working on our project truly has a sincere appreciation and cares about the building, but not, not only the building, the people that are going to use the building. Mm-hmm. Um, even the thickness of your grout in your uh, ceramic tile joints, if those are too thick and you're in a wheelchair, you're going to feel those coming out of surgery. The elevator thresholds, the paint on the walls, the ceiling tiles, everything. We want it to be so such a quality project and the experience so great that people will not only remember us but recommend us and want to work with us because of our quality and the experience on the project. Wow. That was powerful. That was pretty cool. I, I you know, you and as a consumer of somebody that maybe would be in a hospital or a healthcare facility, those things matter, but we have no idea that somebody was paying that kind of attention to it. Um, but I can tell you, we've been places where we've been with somebody who's maybe injured and they, they feel every bump in the road or yeah. whatever it might be. And so I can see where that <laughs> attention to detail is very, very necessary. And I've walked through brand new buildings. You're like, seriously, that passed inspection? And anyway. Oh, fabulous. Okay. So talk to me, Jason, saying about um, your work as you see God work out in the details of your everyday life uh, at DeAngelis Diamond Construction. Mm. What's one thing you've seen? What's one way you've seen get involved in the intimate details of that construction project you mentioned out in, in Murfreesboro, the, the, uh, um, the behavioral health building? How have you seen God working in that project? Oh, wow. Uh, so that particular project, um, we were successfully um, awarded that job about three months into opening our brand new office here in Nashville. Huh. So um, to be awarded a $35 million project in the first quarter just doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? It, it was it was truly a, a 
blessing. But what was really cool about that project was it, it was actually taken away from me um, uh, through some circumstances, and, it, and then we won it back. Hmm. So um, to look at your three girls and your wife and your dogs and your cats and to move them here, right, on a little bit of a leap of faith, mm-hmm. and then to be a, uh, a, awarded a project and then taken away, but then given back, mm-hmm. um, you know, you never know what you got. What's that song? You never know what you got to taken away. I truly felt honored to to build that building. So every time I crest that hill in Murfreesboro and enter the uh, premises of the project, I'm just blown away and blessed. And thank God that we're able to build this project because uh, when you when you have that experience where it's yours and then it's not and then it is, mm-hmm. um, it's just different. You don't take it for granted. Right. It's like you appreciate it. And you know, what a, um, what a way to enter a community and to really be a testimony because people are watching, you know, people always watch the newbie in town and it's like, are they really going to do what they say they're going to do? Because you're really setting a precedence for the future here. So excited to see that you're so willing to carry around, share the, the mission of the company and the core values with people and praying that God will Help you stick true to them through it. Thank you. What about all those relationships? Because you, you talked about how you want to, to do such a great job that people will absolutely, they miss you. But that takes relationships. How have you seen God working in your relationships with your subs and with your customers? It, it sure does. And it takes time. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. when I meet with new people that we don't have relationships with, and I hear the stories of their relationships with their contractors they've been working with, there's some contractors here that have been here for 87 years. And I hear them, and I get a little bit jealous because I hear the relationship that they have. And I'm like, well, I just moved from Southwest Florida, and I had those as well. And I yearn to have those with the individuals mm-hmm. here. So just trying to meet with the individuals and gain their trust, because at the end of the day, that's what we're selling mm-hmm. is trust. Everybody has a good pitch and a good story, uh, but I want the individuals on the other side to trust me. So spending time with them, um, letting, letting them get to know me and to earn their trust, hopefully will um, gain me the relationships that I'm looking for, like I had in Southwest Florida. Do you ever get a chance to pray on the job? Uh, yes, sure do. Sure mm-hmm. do. Absolutely. Dwayne, it's got to be fun as a C12 chair to hear Jason's story. But I know that that story is multiplied time and time and time again. What keeps you coming back as a C12 chair every month? Every month. The, the opportunity to help those leaders engage in their work environments like Jason's engaging in his. Uh, one of the things that, that Jason said, and, and I love this, he said, you know, one of the challenges I have when I come into a job is we're, when I come onto a job site, we're we're tasked to build a building, but he said, we do that through people. And so, you know, what I want to do is see the people first and the building second. And, you know, that perspective, that's an eternal mindset, right? That's Mm -hmm. a, that's an other centric mindset. And so getting to, to help people, regardless of what industry they're in, make that connection that that's how I can, I can live out the gospel in that way. That's, that's what keeps him coming back. It's quite a privilege. Yeah, it is. Sure is. Hmm, I love it. Dwayne Murray with C12 Music City. Thanks for arranging this Thank today. you, guys. Really great. Make sure you check out Dwayne online. He's got a great picture, c12musiccity.com. That's right. We share that. That's right. We do share that. Follow challenge. Jason Sane with DeAngelo's Diamond Construction. Thanks for sharing your story today. Thank you. Make sure you check out Jason online, deangelusdiamond.com, deangelusdiamond.com. Martha, again, more fun here in Nashville. We're loving Nashville. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.